baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. The pros and cons of lowering the blood alcohol content level for DWI. That would pretty much force everyone to either, you know, uh, you know not have uh, a drink or two at dinner uh, or ensure that you get uh, an Uber or a Lyft. You know, if you're a 130-pound, 150-pound person, if you've had just two beers or two glasses of wine, if you lower it to 0. .05, that's technically now what be considered uh, driving while intoxicated. And I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Every U.S. state has set the maximum legal blood alcohol concentration at 0.08%. The move to set the 0. .08 legal limit began in the 1980s, heated in the 90s, and ended when the last state to comply, Delaware, set that limit back in 2004. Now, the primary industries that resisted at 0.08 BAC were alcohol producers and restaurants, the latter often claiming impairment statistics did not take into account how taking food with alcohol slows down its metabolic activity. But the arguments just about ended when the federal government used the threat of cutting off highway funds to coerce every state into setting the 0.08 limit. Now, the NTSB, National Transportation Safety Board, suggesting states lower the BAC limit to 0.05 percent, saying at that limit a person will still be impaired and have steering problems behind the wheel. Well, obviously, if that's done, that, that's going to change everything. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn spent time this week talking about DWI and distracted driving with teenagers. And he was on WBEN discussing the lower BAC proposals that are out there, neither endorsing or rejecting their validity, saying only they would be game-changing for society. You know, it's a very sensitive subject. It sure is, and while not diminishing the tragic impact DWI has had, restaurateur and hotelier Mark Croce does voice some deep concerns. There's been a lot of uh, people over the years that have been affected by intoxicated drivers uh, in with blood alcohol levels much higher than 0 0.05. So it's one of those uh, subjects that's difficult to discuss because of all the people that have had uh, family and others impacted by uh, some devastation. But there's so many other uh, distractions these days and other things uh, that cause people to be impaired that I think we got to keep it in balance because they continue to lower it. You know, I did a little research in almost every state now, 0 .08, 0.08 is considered the legal limit of intoxication. But, you know, if you're a 130-pound, 150-pound person, if you've had just two beers or two glasses of wine, if you lower it to 0 .05, that's technically now would be considered uh, driving while intoxicated and would be criminal and could cause you to lose licenses like medical and, and uh, other licenses, uh, legal licenses, and other people that rely on, uh, you know, and again, it's, it's a balancing act trying to have this discussion because to those that have been affected by people that have uh, been very intoxicated versus uh, 
you know, lowering a level that's significantly almost half the national level. I think there's a lot of other issues that need to be addressed out there. I mean, there's no control. There's all this talk about legalizing uh, cannabis and and how are they going to enforce driving while impaired where people could be just as much or more impaired with, with substances that can't be readily tested for. Uh, texting while driving, an, an extremely dangerous situation where people are distracted and taking their eyes off the road. And uh, so, again, not to minimize the issue, it's just I don't understand why we're getting so aggressive in this state when uh, when the levels have been lowered um, over the years and on a national level to, to 0.08 and 0.04 for impaired. Um, it's it's basically, uh, from, from my perspective, it's going back to prohibition. I mean, it's going to get to the point where, you know, eventually if you have one glass of wine, they're going to consider you illegally intoxicated and, and I don't just I don't think that that is representative of uh, you know people's ability I mean to be in a, a somewhat uh, minor you know state of relaxation from having a glass of wine versus actually being legally intoxicated I think there's a there's a big difference and I well for someone like you or someone else in your shoes that could have a, a major impact if people uh, think that way that you know all right well one or two that will uh, can't do that well, the thing is, you know, I don't want anybody to misconstrue my message because I'm not endorsing, uh, you know, people driving, uh, you know, drinking and driving while intoxicated by any means. Uh, we have uh, a number of establishments where we have liquor licenses, and we have responsibility uh, to the public and, and, and to our license to make sure that people don't become legally intoxicated and that they appear to be intoxicated. You know, we have every right and obligation to cut them off and stop serving them, so... It, again, it's it's a judgment call, and, p- and people you know have their own judgment when it comes to their level of uh, of if you call it impairment. But it's also a function of one's body weight. So if somebody weighs 130 pounds, you know, and maybe an average size uh, woman, her her level of intoxication after a glass or glass or half a wine would be at a much different level than than you know a heftier gentleman that might be 240 or 250. So. You know, the, the calculation is based on a function of alcohol in the bloodstream, which is a you know, direct correlation to weight. So, you know, a, a glass or two of wine to one person would have a completely different impact than it would to another person. And again, you know, not to uh, not to be self-serving because, you know, we do sell food and beverage, and we are careful to make sure that we don't allow people to overconsume. Uh, we are sensitive to the fact that, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know, devastation that comes with people that are involved with, with drunk drivers, but, you know, I, I have a bigger concern with uh, people that may be impaired by other substances that aren't readily detectable by any type of device and, and are going to solely be relied on for, uh, you know, professionals and uh, people that are experts in, in impairment detection, and, and that becomes very subjective and it's going to be very, very hard to monitor, and, and with this proliferation of this, you know, new cannabis movement, I think we have a lot more to be concerned about as far as legalizing things that are going to not have any control mechanisms in place and, and possibly have to deal with a lot more, if you will, impaired drivers on the road that aren't impaired by alcohol. Right. You know, we should mention, too, that this is not a state proposal uh, because there have been a lot of state proposals, but this is not one of them. This is a national proposal that's being talked about at a, a impaired driving summit in Buffalo today. But any thoughts on, do you think there'd be a big lobby against this? On a national level, there would be a big lobby against it because it's, you know unless you got national groups like the uh, National Restaurant Association or others involved, again nobody's going to support 
you know, the reality is there's going to there's accidents every day, and, and there's definitely a correlation. There's been graphs uh, that have been produced by uh, the level of intoxication and the likelihood of an accident, but it gets significantly higher when you get into levels that are 0 .08, 0 .08 and above. Uh, there's I don't think there's as much data when, when you're talking about you know someone that's had one glass or two glasses of wine or beer. Uh, again, there's some level of uh, intoxication that any consumption level, but at the same time, there's accidents that happen every day, even when and people haven't had a beer or haven't had a wine. So there's that, you know, because somebody's involved in an accident, statistically, you know, I'd like to see if there's more research done if someone is at, at a level that is under the legal limit, uh, if people have actually compared the accident rate for people that have had not one uh, alcohol alcoholic beverage versus people that uh, would be involved in an automobile or other type of accident, uh, even if they were completely sober and had nothing to drink, because statistically people are going to be in accidents regardless, and it's always, you know, sometimes easy to, to blame it strictly on alcohol because it's, again, a, it's a devastating thing when, when somebody is involved in an accident that, that injures or affects somebody's, you know, family member or their loved one or things of that nature. So it's one of those sensitive subjects that's difficult to talk about because there's you know, a balancing act that happens, but, you know, they've been balancing over the years, but it seems like they continue to get tighter and tighter and tighter on the regulations to the point where, you know, people are going to be afraid to have one glass of wine with the fear of, of being uh, accused of driving while intoxicated, and that's, you know, that's going to be uh, a big game changer. I mean, uh, and again, I'm not looking strictly for the restaurant and, and hotel and hospitality business. I'm just thinking, people in general, uh, you know, uh, again, ride-sharing and other methods of transportation, that might be a great way to push people to consider other means of, of transport if, uh, if they decide that they're going to have a couple glasses of wine. The lower BAC limits have been proposed by one New York State lawmaker, but are not anywhere near consideration in the current session. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.